Blog Talk Radio. This episode of Attention Talk Radio is brought to you by children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention. With your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Topper. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. Our topic tonight is part of a five-part series on managing food, diet, and eating. Um, our focus tonight is on eating. Uh, we're going to get to the content in a moment. Before we do, we'd like to thank children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder for bringing this program to you. In celebration of that event, we're anxious to give away free digital copies of Attention Magazine. To get yours, just listen to our show. We'll be sharing a secret word a couple times. Write it down. Listen to another show um, and write down the secret word of that show and then just email me the two words. That's all you need to do. Email address is attention at attentiontalkradio.com. When we get it, we'll forward it to Chad. We'll get you a PDF copy of the current edition of Attention Magazine and they'll send you a PDF copy of the next edition when it's in print. We have a little tip that we're going to share with you that Chad made and we'll get into the show. You've heard it from organization experts and others. If you want to get things done, you need to keep to-do lists. If all the things you need or want to accomplish keep you up at night, you might think about spending five or ten minutes before bed writing down your list for the following day. Some people prefer to start their day by creating a list. Choose whichever works best for you. To learn more about time management and ADHD, visit chad.org. Thank you so much, Chad, for your continued support. For those that are not aware, Chad is the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD. We encourage all of our listeners to either donate or become members to support Chad. Financial stability is really important for them to have the resources to have people lobbying uh, on Capitol Hill for the ADHD community and working with different regulatory agencies on wording to make sure that uh, those with ADHD get the accommodations that they need in order to thrive. Again, for more information, to donate or to uh, become a member, go to chadd.org. Okay, we are in part four of our five-part series on um, managing food, diet, etc. for those with ADHD. Um, I think it's real important that we go back to some of the fundamentals that we kind of covered in uh, setting the stage. Um, The ADHD brain is basically an executive function impairment. Think of the brain as a two-level system. One is the more automatic brain. Uh, That's the more emotional, reflexive emotional, kind of reward-driven brain. Then you have the executive functioning brain, which is basically thinking using working memory to play with information in your mind towards a goal. In the first episode, we talked about the thinking part of the brain. We used kind of a GPS analogy. Um, Thinking has a couple components, one visual imagery and then self-talk, right? It's you're visualizing and talking to yourself over time through a goal by managing information. We spent a little bit of time in part two talking about the complexities of kind of meal planning, Right? There are a lot of variables. What do you want? You've got to go shop. The amount of prep it takes, the amount of cleanup it takes, fresh ingredients, what actually you're going to eat, what are you going to be able to, in the mood for when you do that? All that stuff is a bit of a challenge. 
And so we framed all that stuff out. We started talking about there's a continuum when it comes to the ADC brain. The more primitive brain is uncomfortable uh, when it's got to do a lot of tedious things. Uh, the ADHD brain is typically uncomfortable when it's got to do a lot of effortful thinking. So if we make thinking more tangible, it requires a lot of tediousness. So the automatic brain it gets bored with some of that stuff and it won't do it, right? <clears throat> we got to think too hard about something, we escape some of that stuff. So the focus of this show is really to understand that's the brain and that we have a continuum. The idea is when it comes to meals and stuff like that is we want to keep them as simple as possible, but you want to actually be able to eat well. And a lot of this really comes down to self-regulation. With ADHD struggle, just with diet and weight, you're hungry. I want to eat and I want to eat now. Sometimes you're self-absorbed in something and you're not even aware that you're hungry. So you don't eat. Maybe you wake up in the morning and you're on meds for the day. Um, you come home and all of a sudden you haven't eaten all day and you come home and you're famished um, or you're just not eating at all. So some of this stuff is the awareness that's kind of going on. And so let's just kind of talk about the, the, the med side of it first. When it comes to eating, I think you need to understand is that uh, the medications do suppress your appetite um, and you need to be aware of that. So often with people that I'm working with as part of the meal prep is they need to eat first thing before they actually take their medications. I've actually had some where they have protein bars that are sitting next to their medications next to their bed with the bottle of water. Um, it's all point of performance. The reason we do the protein bars is protein is really good for the ADHD brain. It's protein is needed to, to manufacture neurotransmitters, plus uh, protein is really um, good kind of a time release type thing. It's not like a, a sugary type thing where kind of like spike up. But the idea is if you're struggling with some of that stuff, we want to eat first thing in the morning so we can get some nourishment in your body. Um, when you go to work or school, often we have people walk around nuts or almonds or things that are really easy for them to get to um, and have some type of thing for them to eat periodically during the day. Um, maybe not a whole meal, but just different pieces of something. Again, we go to protein a lot because it's really helpful. Um, but the idea really is, is you want to do, don't want to do the crash and burn type of thing. And also many people, they usually struggle at different parts of the day because they don't have the nourishment. I mean, I mean, if you're not taking the drugs and you go for like a day and you're like, I don't know what the right word is. You don't have much sugar in your blood or kind of whatever that can impact your performance. Of course, people with ADHD don't necessarily realize that. Another thing that I think is important to note, most people don't realize this, is that if you're taking meds, it dehydrates you like caffeine and alcohol. So if you're on meds, know is that the meds are dehydrating you, but there's a double whammy here, and that is it actually your, – your, your, your meds kind of suppress your urge to drink. In other words, you don't notice it. So not only is it dehydrating you, but by the time you feel that urge to drink, you've been dehydrated for a really long time. It has a really negative impact um, on your performance um, at different times. Maybe you're at school, maybe you're at work. So one of the things that's really important is to stay hydrated. What do you do? Well, ideally you drink water. It's easy for me to say, a bit of a challenge for some people to do. For me, 
Um, I keep some bottled waters around. I'm okay with drinking room temperature water, but I keep them close by. So it's just kind of a pain in my butts there. I've got them in the car. They're all over the place. I don't always remember it, but the idea is I want to make them available as much as I can. And then I will say, everyone's why I will notice when I'm over the top, I got to go grab a couple, and I have to realize it's going to take a little while for me to get hydrated. <clears throat> There's some people with ADHD that uh, they got to have cold water to add them to drink it, in which case you go buy the insulated cups, you put ice in it, you see it let it thaw throughout the day. But the point really is, is that um, on the eating side with regard to meds, number one is you want to eat as medication in the morning, as soon as you can, eat as much as you can. Then throughout the day, if you can, have people bring you food, have food just available for you, keep it out on your desk or whatever, so that you have a visual reminder that you need to do that as best you can to kind of keep that. Because we don't really want to bonk. It doesn't really help you to get um, you know, put together on the kind of stuff and some have some difficulty with regard to that. So alarms are helpful, but you'll notice most of you are desensitized to some of that stuff and notifications. But, again, if you're just keeping it, you know, present and or a lot of times, like, if you make it a pain in the butt, like, you, you know, tie a water bottle, like, to a, a string or something, around your wrist, right? Because it's a pain in the butt, you remember that it's there. Oh, yeah, I guess I need to, to have that drink. So some people do different types of things on that, but sometimes you've got to make it uncomfortable for yourself to make it help you remember that you actually need it to, to drink. So, all right. So that's part of the part of trying to get people to eat that are struggling with some of that. There's some people with ADHD that really struggle, I mean, with, with food in general because they don't eat at all because they're occupied with other things. But the best thing to do is have food first thing. Make sure you have a fair amount of food when your meds are kind of coming off. Um, go from there. So I'll tell you what. Let's go to break. So we'll come back from break, and then we'll talk about um, those that actually struggle with eating a little bit. Um, our secret word in this show is eating. Again, our secret word is eating, and we'll be right back after these messages. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Transform lives as a professionally trained ADHD coach at the ADD Coach Academy. ADHD coaching is in demand, a calling, and a career. Learn how you can change your lives by going to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by digcoaching.com. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, we were having a conversation about the eating part of managing food intake um, in the ADHD brain. Before the break, we are talking about those that are struggling to eat or to drink. Um, for some people with ADHD, they struggle with weight. Um, and they, there's two parts of this. Um, one is the self-regulation side, and the other is the carb side. So let's talk about the carb side. The ADHD brain is a reward-driven brain, and it has an urge to really – gravitate towards carbs or what I'm just going to say, the Western diet. Um, the Western diet, um, high carbohydrate diet, uh, is associated with uh, higher incidence of cardiac issues, earlier onset of cardiac issues, um, increased incidence of diabetes, uh, earlier 
recognition of diabetes, et cetera. Um, we have research now that was released, I think, in 2019. Uh, Dr. Barclay had shown that shows that the life expectancy of people with ADHD are between 8 and 20 years less than the general population. Uh, now, don't get upset about that. It doesn't mean that you're doomed to that. But basically, they did some research, and they, they it, we suspected this for a really long period of time. But in order to really figure this out, we needed actuarial tables. Insurance companies have actuarial tables, but it's proprietary. It's not something they're going to release to the public because that's that's their, their secret sauce of product. But we were able, Dr. Bark was able to get a hold of some actuarial tables, and we slammed a bunch of data that came up with the numbers that we described. Now, the things that they measure, there's 14 different things that they would measure that relates to your longevity, and five of them you couldn't do anything about. Like one of those is your uh, intelligence. There's really not much you can change about that. But of the nine things that were left, self-regulation was the second tier variable. In other words, maybe substance abuse is a substance issue, but self-regulation is under that. Okay. When it comes to diet and eating, there's food, but there's self-regulation with regard to that. So it's that notion of being able to pause and control yourself to like maybe not eat. So one of the things that I talk about with regard to this is when it comes to it, there's this notion of just trying. Don't just don't, you, you just should not eat or you know whatever. And what I found to be helpful is to understand is that your brain, when it's ignited, it's engaged. But when it is bored, um, it's not engaged, and it's going to do anything to get engaged. In other words, I describe this as when you're bored, it doesn't feel very good. Your brain's going to do anything it can to feel good and feel good now. So in the management of eating, um, I've learned a lot from people I've coached, particularly ones that have been through a 12-step program, because what I hear is they talk about HALT. H-A-U-L-T, hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Basically, is whenever you're hungry, uh, you're angry, you're lonely, you're tired, I would add bored and stressed, it's more difficult to self-regulate. So if you just think about maybe you're on a really long trip somewhere, you know, there's an urge just to pull in somewhere and grab some candy or some food and eat. Um, those are the times we do it. You come home after a hard day, you sit down, you know, you get your, your hands into a bag of chips or something before you know it, the bag is kind of gone. Um, to manage eating a lot of times, is, to me, is to manage those times or really actually know when you're the most vulnerable and address that. And I'm going I'm to go to a side story about this first um, to talk about how this is put together. I was coaching a gentleman one time, and we had been doing some really, really good work, and he's, cover, I need you to. You need to help me out. I, 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 I've been chewing for years. I can't stop. Like Basically, it's the first time he actually told anybody that he's got a problem with it. And we started talking about um, if he was going to stop it. And by the way, I'm not an addiction specialist. I'm just a coach person that has ADHD. I'm trying to understand what's going on. And you're like, okay, well, I'll, I'll coach you as best I can. So we began to talk and began to realize is that he was most tempted is uh, when he's stressed. And he actually could envision himself at the office and realizes that when he's stressed, the chew was in a lower right-hand drawer, and he could, like, he could like witness himself how stressful it is and how he's noticed it before. Like, he, he can't. He's going to do it because it's instant relief. Like, you get that little buzz, that little whatever's kind of going through you. It, it kind of calms you down. So he realizes that's a real challenge for him. 
He also knows that at night he's bored, and that's another time that he chews a lot or when he's driving. So in order to to break this, we set things up where he took two weeks off of work so he wouldn't be able to go into the office. He wouldn't be caused to those stressful situations, and he decided he was going to start exercising, um, and he was going to focus in on the, 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 the bad things of chewing tobacco. So but the idea was he's going to go to the gym and watch videos, read magazine articles, stuff to occupy his mind. So what we were doing is in order to manage his self-regulation, we were trying to manage those times where he was most apt to go do that stuff and to do something about it. So I go back to the urge to eat. As often, people with ADHD that are struggling with food, they, that, that urge to eat is an escape from, again, being lonely or tired or, or angry or whatever that is. Um, and there's also people that you know escape um, comfort food. And the idea really is, is to acknowledge that and to say, well, listen, I'm not just going to have the ability to override that. What am I going to do in order to, to occupy my mind so that that's not t- taking place? What's going to work for you is really dependent on you as an individual. Like, I, I don't really know exactly what's going to work, but the idea is if you're struggling with food and weight, if you can find ways to those times where you're most vulnerable and occupy your mind um, – which, by the way, I'm not so sure social media and YouTube is really the right thing to do. Uh, but if you get engaged maybe in a, a project that you're doing with somebody um, or some other type of activity. But the idea is really if you manage your attention, you can manage that urge for food. Um, wish I had a better idea because I know some of you are like, well, tell me what that is. Well, you, this goes back to where you watch your behavior and what you're doing. And I, actually, I will give you a tip. I know for me, over the years um, – when I was at work and I needed to exercise, I wouldn't go home. I was always going to go from work to where I was going to exercise and do that first, and then I would come home. Once I come home and I got recruited in the house, it was going to be more difficult for me to get out of it. So for many of you, like evening is a more difficult time. That might be a time to go to a social group or something like that where you're engaged with people as a means not to eat. So I tell you what, okay, we're going to run to break. And we're going to come back and we're going to talk about if you are eating and what you do in a more mindful type of way to kind of manage that. Um, our secret word tonight is eating. And with that, we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Could hiring an attention coach really help you move forward? (laughs) Does a child get wet when they dive into a swimming pool? You can get started moving forward today. Just call Dig Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your discovery session. For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay. Do it today. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We are here 
talking about ADHD, executive function of your brain, and managing food, et cetera. We're specifically talking about eating. Uh, beginning of the show, we started talking about people who need to eat that struggle with it. Uh, last break, we were talking about uh, those that eat, oh, eat a little bit too much and the idea of managing your environment or brain stimulation as a means to manage food. Um, and one of those keys is, is again, so don't put yourself in that situation where it's really tempting, if at all possible. Um, I know it's been a really long, hard day sometimes, but it's better to go for a walk or go do something or interact with somebody than it is to go home and sit and just resist the willpower of just grabbing into that bag of chips. Um, I've also talked about the Western diet, uh, the idea of, of uh, trying not to bring a lot of high-carb stuff into your house as best you can um, to kind of restrain from that because we're, we're – there's an urge to that. The last piece of this is I want to talk about mindful eating. Um, when people with ADHD are eating, they have a tendency to um, well, be impulsive. They hoover the stuff down. I mean, they just uh, they put on the feed bags, and before you know it, it's gone. So we did a show a couple years ago with Dr. Roberto Alolardi about the concept of mindful eating. And it's a very intentional exercise. If you're going to do this, I suggest that you do it not just for the eating side, but also just for the ADD side, because you might as well kill two birds with one stone. And that is when you bite into something, what you want to do is actually um, put your fork down. Every bite, you pick up your fork or your spoon, put it in the mouth, and you put it down. By that activity, you're pausing to take that time. And then what you do is you're going to just sit, kind of close your eyes, and really focus in on the taste of the food. Um, like focus in, like, ooh, really noticed its, its, its uh, spiciness, its texture, etc. This is a mindful act. It's, it's difficult for many with ADHD to cop and stop and do that, but it's giving you something to focus on. So you're doing two things. You're more mindfully eating food. It's a mindful exercise pretty be of what's going on. So, again, what you're going to do is you eat very slowly. You focus in on the taste one bite at a time. Now, if you sit down and do this, don't think that you're going to do it for the entire meal. Um, at first, you want to say maybe we can do it for 30 seconds. That might even be a stretch. But your goal is to do it very slowly and to work your way up to something where you can do it a bit longer. The idea, again, is really to be more conscious and more aware of what you're doing. Also, if you go out to eat a lot, um, Dr. Oliver had a great tip, and that is, you know, order a meal, but before they bring it out, have them put half of it in a doggy bag. So you're getting half of the meal, and you're not going to see it on your plate, and then you're going to take the other one home. The idea is really to manage what you see, manage it with a little bit more intentional, and kind of pause and be aware of this. Again, this is really challenging for those with ADHD, but can be very helpful for some, particularly if you like yoga or other types of things. Seems a bit strange. I don't find this to be as effective for me. Some people do, but again, it's a, it's a means to kind of regulate yourself down so you're not eating. A few other tips really is the idea of eating when you're in the car. Um, there's a convenience to it but you're going to have a tendency to not understand what you're doing and have a hard time self-regulate. It's going to create some more problems. It's best to actually sit down and eat with intentionality, not in front of the TV, not with YouTube going, not with social media. Um, I'm realizing as I'm listing those, it's like this group's not going to do that, this group's not going to do that. But at the end of the day, 
think about it right now is that if you can't sit down and eat a meal without doing something else, I mean, that's what we had to do. You know, I was a kid back in the 60s and 70s. There was TV was off, cell phones were gone. We actually did it. But it's a good exercise for you to periodically sit there and be able to do that without the cell phones and without all those distractions. Um, not just to eat, but actually to be more mindful. It's learn to self-regulate. It's funny, years ago I did a show with Ari Tuckman. We talked about manners as a self-regulation exercise. You're not really learning manners, but you're learning to pause. You don't sit down until everybody else is seated. You hold the door, wait for people to go. It requires self-regulation in order for you to do that. Same thing happens at the table, right? You just dive in and you go do this. It's difficult, but if you were to say, listen, I want to do this, these exercises where I just eat one bite at a time very slowly, pick my fork up individually, and use it as a, a means to become aware of self-regulation. You can kill two birds with one stone. So, in summary, this is a bit of a challenge, this piece of it, because of the self-regulation aspect of it. I encourage people, if you're meal planning, um, I don't bring stuff into my house I don't want to eat. I mean, I might like certain things, but I eat it out. I don't really bring it into the home because once I get my hands into it, I'm done. Um, so I don't really want to tempt myself. I don't want to be able to see it. Uh, because it's easy to say, hey, just this one time, but it's really about managing it. So with that, I hope this has given you some thought. I will tell you all this piece of it. This is a really hard piece to be able to do this mindfully because you have ADHD. You want to feel good. You want to feel good right now, and having to stop, think, and chew is really not something that's simple to do, but it's, it's, it's definitely something to be mindful of. So with that, we hope you've enjoyed the show. We hope you found some insight. Um, our secret word tonight is eating. Again, our secret word is eating. With that... Catch us next week for another great edition of Attention Talk Radio. Take care.